0: hello everyone and welcome to another episode of in the huddle michael how are you doing today
1: i'm good tired as usual
0: <laughs> yeah i feel that i worked a worked a 10 hour today 10 hour day today can you hear it in my voice uh <laughs> <laughs> so uh but man last weekend we had a good solid plate of football on our hands and boy, was it ever so satisfying.
1: Oh, yes, it really was.
0: So, Michael, what do we have on tap for us today? I know we're going to make our predictions of the AFC and NFC West for this year at the end of the show. But what do we have to cover first today? Um, well, as we mentioned
1: before, uh, Roquan Smith was holding out on his contract. It wasn't necessarily him. It was his agency but uh, Roquan Smith has finally agreed to his contract with the Bears.
0: So, Well, that's good That's good news for them because it's about time that he came to a deal because, honestly, rookies should not be holding out. I don't understand the whole point of ro- rookies holding out. You haven't earned anything. You haven't proven yourself. So what makes you think that we should really do our best to hire you? That just makes you look like a bitch, really. It- <laughs>
1: like I said it wasn't him necessarily I'm sure if it was him he would have signed the contract but I'm sure his free agent or his agency got in his head and said hey don't sign that contract it's not you know you're worth more than that contract and uh, I don't think he really understood that he
0: hasn't proved anything yet so see that's the thing is like a lot of these athletes coming out of college they're they have these agents that are just like in their heads and trying to really bear down on them that they're the greatest player to come into football but in reality until you've proven yourself you really have no like you have no ground to stand on you're a rookie yes we spent a high draft pick on you but at the same time I don't think he really deserves it like he doesn't deserve to be a holdout if you understand what I mean
1: yeah he's not like a Khalil Mack or he's proved you know that he wants to get paid
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, Khalil Mack, uh, uh, Lev Bell. Uh, you know, these these guys have earned their stripes. You know, no hard knocks uh, pun intended, but they've earned their stripes, whereas uh, Roquan Smith really hasn't. He's 21.
1: Yeah. Um, I guess the, I'm reading here the main reason for him holding out was the NFL's new tackling rule um, because – it really – I don't know if you've ever watched Roquan Smith play when he was in Georgia, but uh, that really the new tackle rule doesn't really fit his uh, play style.
0: It doesn't fit the play style of anybody, but guess what? You suck it up and deal with it. It's like anytime a, my company makes a new rule, I don't get to just hold out on a contract. I'm paid hourly. <laughs> I have to go into work and suck it up. So guess what, buttercup, learn how to tackle proper. That's just how you're going to have to do it. Yeah. And
1: obviously a lot of NFL players are going to complain and I don't know what agent he has, but I don't know how they got in his head and said, Hey, you're a rookie. Don't play by the rules. Play by the rules. So you have a job.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not like you can just sit there and go, Oh, well, because I don't, uh, I don't agree with these rules. Uh, nope, not going to sign dude. It's your dream. Suck it up and deal with it. You're making more money than me. Just, Tackle with your head up. Look where you're going. Yeah, it's really not that bad <laughs> if you think about it.
1: Uh, yeah, Going from Roquan to Saquon.
0: Hey, nice uh, transition there, bud.
1: Thank you. Uh, Saquon Barkley left practice with a mild leg strain.
0: Yeah, um, I, I saw that um, earlier on. And I have a whole bunch of guys that I work with that are Penn State fans, and they're Really scared about this, even though they all hate the Giants. They're just like, "Oh, whoa, well, Saquon's hurt. Saquon's hurt. It's a strain. Calm down. I've strained very many different uh, parts of my body. You know, I've had Achilles strains. I've had hamstring strains. You know, it, it's going to happen. He's not gonna. He's not going on the pup list. Like he's gonna start out just fine. He'll be there probably week one, if not week two. And he'll probably win rookie of the year unless like Baker Mayfield goes the fuck off. So it's take a deep breath. Giants fans say Quan will be back. It's not the end of the world.
1: <laughs> yeah. All he did was haul in a pass and hurt his leg a little bit. His leg was wrapped and he walked off the field without the wrap at the end of practice. So he's going to be fine. Just let him rest up for, you know, the next practice or two. Don't let him go
0: too hard. But I mean, yeah, he, that's the, he, he had a great the,
1: game against the Browns.
0: Yeah, he did. And you know what? Um, speaking of, like, good games against the Browns, um, I don't know where I was going with that because I'm just reading stats for Saquon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. um, yeah, he rushed the ball four times, uh, 43 yards, and the big run was his first carry being that big 39-yard uh sprint that he had but he wasn't just like jogging down the field like or had like open lanes like he broke a couple tackles oh, to yeah. get down the field like it was just showing off Saquon being Saquon at this point like we just saw him mow people down and break tackles and shake people and he was just really really putting on display his abilities in just that one big run um the the other three carries only going for about five yards, four yards. Uh, That leaves a little bit to be desired, but I can't hold that against him because that offensive line for the New York Giants was not their starting offensive line. It was a mixed mash of first and second string. And I think that the offensive line in general is just not very good. In New York, it doesn't leave anything. It it doesn't leave anything to the imagination. What you see is what you get.
1: Yeah, um, and like, it was said it's only preseason.
0: Yeah. You you can't can't...
1: invest too much into it.
0: Yeah. um, But in other news for Penn State alumni, did you see this today? Uh, For the Eagles pickup, Christian Hackenberg? Oh,
1: I saw that yesterday.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, (laughs) Christian Hackenberg, 23 years old, had one really good season at Penn State and then pretty much fell off and then got – was he drafted or was he an undrafted? I want to say he was drafted. I want to say he was drafted as well.
1: Yeah, because he was – Yeah, second round. Yeah, he was uh, expected to be a first-round draft pick.
0: Yeah, he was a second-round draft pick for the New York Jets. Um, Eagles fans, don't take much stock in this. He's just another body to put on the field for preseason. He's not going to make the team. I guarantee Christian Hackenberg does not make the final roster for the Philadelphia Eagles. And if he does, I'd be shocked.
1: The only way that they would is if that team starts carrying four quarterbacks. But if you think about it, they're not going to, they have Carson Wentz as their starter, Nick Foles as their backup, even though Nick Foles says that he's sore, whatever, he's an older guy, Nate Sudfeld as their third string and he played well. So basically it's just another guy to come in there, develop a little bit as a player. If he stays on the roster somehow good for him. But practice squad, probably.
0: Yeah, you know what? They could they could use him on the on the practice squad, um, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, to be on the practice squad, you're going to be learning under Carson Wentz, um. So right there, that's an upgrade from anybody that was in Jetsland before this year. Um, so it's it's not exactly a terrible thing to make the practice squad for the Philadelphia Eagles and say Foles can't keep going. And he's really sore. Cause right now he's battling neck issues again. And that's a scary injury. Mm-hmm. That is, that is not something you want to mess around with. So if Nick Foles is really feeling neck issues, maybe Hackenberg does become the third string quarterback and Nate Sudfeld has to step up. Um, it, it's, it's, It's hard to see where Hackenberg would fit into that offense anyway unless Foles, uh, Wentz, and Sudfeld all go down because Sudfeld is a talented quarterback, even though he did show some shakiness uh, on Thursday night because, boy, did he he just did not look very confident.
1: Yeah, but does anybody really – I mean, there's an exception for a couple of players, but does anybody truly look confident as a young player during preseason?
0: Uh, Baker Mayfield
1: that's why I said exception of a few people <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I mean yeah like I get it it's just this is Sudfeld's third year in the league um I I think at this point he should be he should be a little bit more accustomed to where he's at and I I just I don't know if I see it quite yet um granted he was out there with third string offense so, it, second and third string offense. But, I mean, he in uh, in this past Thursday's game, I'm looking at it now, he went 10 for 14, 140 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and he had a sack and fumbled the ball. So, you had your ups and you had your downs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, we'll see what happens. If anything, obviously, Hackenberg will just remain on practice squad, you know, scout team, whatever. Um, but speaking of Eagles players, I'm sure you saw this already. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey could start the season on the, uh, pup list.
0: Yes. Um, he's dealing with, it's a leg injury, right? I no shoulder, shoulder injury, shoulder injury. That's right. Um, so if he goes on to the pup list, he misses the first six games of the regular season, which that's a big blow um all jeffrey last year had 57 receptions 789 yards and nine touchdowns so i mean that's that's a pretty big chunk of the offense and he is uh wentz's go-to guy mm-hmm. like he is the number one receiver hands down in philadelphia but as i say that the eagles have a really good wide receiving core behind him um I would like to see all Sean be able to make it to the beginning of the season, but at the same time get healthy. I don't want to see the Eagles push him out there. Um, Nelson Aguilar came along huge last year. Mike Wallace is, he's a good, he's a good veteran wide receiver. Um, Marcus Wheaton isn't terrible. Uh, Shelton Gibson really showed a lot of signs of potential in that first preseason game. Um, Bryce Treggs, Still have yet to see where exactly he lands on the team, but there's a lot of good guys on that team. Plus, Darren Sproles is going to be playing pretty much slot receiver anyway. So, Alshon, while he'll be missed, it's not like he's going to be irreplaceable.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've, I've just, uh, wow, I'm, I can't talk today. Uh, obviously, as you said, it's a big, you know, a big hit to the team, but even if it's for the first 6 weeks after that there's still 10 weeks of the season so yeah
0: and that, and that's the thing is like the chiefs find this out every year when they play they start off strong and then they finish weak it doesn't matter how you start how you start it's how you finish um so as long as the eagles can maintain a good record throughout the first 6 games without him if if he goes on the pup list it's still uncertain if he's going on the pup list or not
1: Yeah. um, It's kind of up in the air, obviously. Uh, But speaking of veteran players, uh, when we were talking about Mike Wallace, um, the 49ers have signed Alfred Morris, pending him getting a physical, um, with the injury of Jarek McKinnon. Uh, Well, even though the injury is not considered serious, he had to go under an MRI and Matt Breda or Breda, however it's, I believe it's Breda dealing with a shoulder injury. Yeah. um,
0: So that's, I am not a Alfred Morris fan. Um, He's just, he's so inconsistent and it just seems like no matter what you do, he's not going to reach his full potential. Um, He's never been a guy that I was like out of my way and saying, oh, yeah, this this dude is a running back of the future. He had one good season and he was with Washington his rookie season, I believe. Yes. Yes. He was in Washington for four seasons and then Dallas was for two. Right. Okay. So when he was with Dallas, it's not like he set the world on fire. I mean, he had uh, Zeke and um, shit. Yep. Yep. DeMarco Murray. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Ahead of him. And he's he his first three seasons were thousand yard seasons after that. 700 yard, uh, 751 243 and then last year 547 with ezekiel Elliott being suspended six games um and alfred morris started five but in 2015 you saw like he started off strong in 2012 with 1613 yards 13 touchdowns the season after that he dropped 340 yards in rushing and six touchdowns and then after that he had more touchdowns with eight but barely had a thousand yard season and then in 2015 in probably his worst season um starting all 16 games well not probably it is his worst season as a regular starter had 751 yards and one touchdown granted the Redskins were not very good in 2015 but at the same time you need to see a lot better production out of your running back so yes Alfred Morris is replacing a guy who also just does not reach potential in Jarek McKinnon so, as good as he may be in Madden, he just does not translate <laughs> into real life because he is OP as shit in Madden.
1: He's not really OP in the sense that he plays well. I mean, he does, but it's more the fact that if you get him in franchise, he has high trade value and he develops quickly for some reason.
0: Yeah, every year he, he develop or every time you get him, he develops quickly and it's ridiculous. But that's enough of the, uh, Sports talk until the end when we promote that we are streaming. <laughs> I was gonna say enough <laughs> of the sports talk. I was like this entire yeah.
1: podcast is sports talk, but I know it I know what you mean now.
0: Yeah. Um, no, not enough of the sports talk, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I got two uh two little bits here about the Browns. Um well three actually. I should take that back because one just now popped up. Uh so Antonio Calloway. Yes. Uh Decent wide receiver. Yes. So what happened was, and we talked about this last week, I believe, he was cited for marijuana possession and driving with a suspended license. Yes. So as you probably know, but for everybody out there that doesn't know, if a player commits an illegal act, they need to let the team know before the media knows, basically. So the team, one, is informed that they might lose a player this season, and also so they have a public statement before, you know, they're attacked with those questions. Right. Well, Hugh Jackson thought that a good punishment was to make Antonio Callaway play the entire game against the Giants
0: last week. Okay. Um if that's punishment, then sign me up. Yeah. Um, I.
1: It, he says here uh, that was part of the consequence of what he has been through, and he knows it. Uh, that is – that sounds really weird. That is what it was. Either you sit him or you make him play. I thought it was better to make him play. Make him play as long as he could. There were a couple of times he kept waving to come out, and we said, no, stay in. He ended up with a team-high 54 snaps on offense and produced three catches for 87 yards and a touchdown. So for 51 snaps, he did nothing.
0: I mean, if that's, again, if that's the punishment, sign me up. I'd love to play 51 snaps and not do a damn thing. (laughs)
1: Yeah, he goes on to say, because Callaway obviously said, dude, like, I want to get out, I'm tired. Uh, Jackson says he worked through it. Uh, There were times he had his hands, I'm sure you saw it. He had his hands on his head like this, you know, saying, take me out, I'm tired. Uh, And he was ready to go to the sidelines. We said, "Uh uh-uh, you are back in there. He fought through it, came out the other side of it, and made some plays, and that was good. So, the Browns likely hope that Callaway learned a lesson from the latest off-field incident when considering the team knew what they were getting.
0: Yeah, so i I understand where I understand where Hugh Jackson's coming from, but at the same time, with Antonio Callaway getting busted, doesn't that like doesn't the, the leaks punishing him right?
1: I haven't seen anything for it.
0: So if the league's not punishing him, then I guess it would be up to the team. And if that's the case, well, no, the league wouldn't punish him because it wasn't under the league's. It wasn't under the league. If he was just caught with marijuana possession, then there was no proof that he was the one smoking it. Pretty much is how the league's going to try to cover it. So... How I look at it is this. If that's the way the team was punishing him of making him work harder past the time that he was tired, then by all means, that's fine. I mean, I get it. If he was tired and the team's like, no, stay out there. Like, this is your punishment. You're going to run the whole time. That's like making basketball players do suicides.
1: Yeah, or from a non-sports perspective, it's like uh, you fucking up as a kid and your parents saying, hey, go do firewood. And you're like, all right, not thinking it's a punishment. And then when you ask to come in or whatever, it's getting late. They're like, oh, no, you're not done yet. There's still a pile of logs over there that need to be split. And you're like, oh, fuck.
0: Yeah. um, Pretty much is that's exactly what happened. Like, just tire him out. So that's exactly what they did. And if if the league's not punishing him, then at least the team did. At least the team did something about it.
1: Make him so tired he can't have pot
0: on him anymore which makes no sense but that yeah now that makes no sense but you know <laughs> what it's the browns like that's all you could say is it's the browns
1: yeah i mean dude the browns really make sense
0: no never <laughs>
1: i mean uh, with trading away trading away cory coleman and uh i mean you never know also uh i don't really have the whole information here as it just popped up as a news thing. Uh, apparently there was a little bit of a heated argument between the offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator for the Browns about how much Baker Mayfield should be protected during practice. Um, I'm assuming the offensive coordinator is wanting him to be protected and the defensive coordinator is saying, hey, let him realize what football actually is. And, uh, I, okay, I mean, it's, it's Baker Mayfield. He's not the starter
0: currently, so... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I I think, honestly, that I think rookies should have to play all practice. They shouldn't get, like, extra rests or anything like that. I, I truly believe that at the end of the day, rookies should be subjected to, I don't care what draft pick you got them at, they should be subjected to full-length practice.
1: Yeah, they should be treated like they're starters, even if they're not. So, then, when they do become starters, they're prepared
0: not even just starters but they should be brought into the mix as you know guys that guys that don't have special protections if that makes sense
1: yeah i I know what you mean they they should just be treated like anybody else
0: exactly and that's that's the issue that i have with baker mayfield with um reports of Lamar Jackson getting some, getting um, limited reps. Like, I don't, I don't agree with that. Like, these are the guys that you are building your team around. Build the team around them, make them team leaders. Like, I don't get the whole, oh, well, you know, this, we need to protect them because they're a first round draft pick. No, like make them work for it. The entitlement of the NFL is ridiculous at this point because all these players coming in, like a Roquan Smith who decided he was going to hold out, like a Baker Mayfield, like a um, Josh Rosen who I've seen actually come out of, like, pull himself out of practice already this year. Like, the entitlement is ridiculous. And then you have guys like Saquon who had to be, like, injured to come off the field. (laughs) That's, see, I've said this multiple times before.
1: I said it before he got drafted. I said it after he got drafted. And you know, probably multiple times since then. I love Saquon Barkley as a football player. Mm-hmm. He's just... Me too. He's a real player. He's not there... I mean, obviously, I'm sure he enjoys the millions of dollars he's going to be making in his career. But um, he's playing it for the game. He's playing it, you know, for himself. He's not playing it, you know, to get paid millions of dollars. He's... Playing it for his newborn daughter, I want to say. Yeah, Um, I want to say daughter. But he's, you know, he's playing it for the game. He's not playing it just because a team is giving him a whatever million dollar contract it was that he signed.
0: Yeah, exactly. So that's where I respect Saquon more than I do any other player in the Mm -hmm. NFL like any other rookie in the NFL, I should say.
1: I I was going to say, I'm like, there's other, you know, veteran players that play for the game still.
0: Yeah. I, I meant for rookies because he just works. He works so much harder.
1: He really does. And it's shown when he plays. Exactly. But, uh, obviously we talked about this last week with, uh, what, what I'm getting onto here with the Browns. Uh, Dez Bryant is finally going to visit the Browns.
0: Yeah, sometime. No, it's <laughs>
1: – no, it's – he announced it on Twitter. He is going to go there um, – let me check here. Starting my visits next week, I'm coming to the land to see you, Mr. Dorsey. Uh, He tweeted this on August 9th, so that would be
0: this week that he's visiting yeah. the Browns. That's what I mean. Sometime. We don't know when, but sometime. Well, sometime. Yeah, sometime <laughs> this week. This is this is where Des Bryant just gets under my skin. Like, bro, you don't have that many teams looking for you. The Browns are really trying to get you, and you're just sitting there playing patty cake.
1: Yeah, he didn't answer any of their phone calls, uh, anything. And now, out of the blue, he's all Browns.
0: Yeah. It, it, the reason he's all Browns is because there's no other team that wants to pay him.
1: I'm sure there's teams that want to pay him, but they don't want to pay him in the way that he wants to be paid. that Yeah, that's also fair. Because I'm sure if... uh, I can't think of any team... I'm sure if... This doesn't fit well perfectly, but if the Miami Dolphins were to call him and offered him a slightly above league minimum contract, he'd
0: deny it. Yeah. Even though the Miami Dolphins have a better chance of being a contender than the Cleveland Browns.
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say that. I put them on the same level.
0: No, the Miami Dolphins are much closer. Like they have more. <sighs> I'm not going to say that they have a better chance of winning the division because at that point, yes, the Browns and the Dolphins have about the exact same chances, which is zero to none, and or little, uh, little to none, and little left down. But to make a playoff run within the next two to three years. I think the Dolphins have a better chance. I think there's still a lot that the Browns need to address, which is like coaching personnel and leadership in the huddle, which Baker Mayfield, I will say, showed a lot of leadership in the huddle during training camp and some of the mic'd up segments and stuff like that. Like he shows leadership from college and it's translating into the pros, but I don't think that there's a true veteran leadership on that team. And if anybody's watched hard knocks with the, with the Browns week one, like episode one, you could see that there seems to be no accountability for anybody. Like it just seems like it seems like a college atmosphere with Hugh Jackson saying, earn your stripes. Like, like they have something to prove bitch. You're playing in the NFL. They don't have to earn their stripes. Like they're in high high school anymore.
1: Yeah. They don't, they've already made it to the league. You got to make them
0: better. (laughs) Right. And uh, it, I don't know. I I have to watch more of hard knocks to see and get a judgment, but Hugh Jackson just does not come off as a coach that has confidence in this team. And that's the thing with Doug Peterson and the Eagles. Like I, I know I'm bringing up, I'm bringing it up. I'm an Eagles fan. Shut up. You haters. What, what I mean by that is Nick Foles came over to him in the super bowl and said, Philly special. Yeah. Yeah. He trusted Nick Foles to make the call.
1: Yeah, and that's what I really think a coach needs uh to do is learn to trust their quarterback once he knows the quarterback can be trusted.
0: Right. And and that I agree with, but we know that Tyrod can be trusted. He's proven. He is a playoff caliber quarterback. Mhm. I agree. So he he needs to let he needs to let the team take accountability for themselves and not make them take accountability for themselves. There's two different things. My boss could come up to me and yell at me until he's blue in the face and tell me to be accountable. I will just sit there and laugh at him. <laughs> or he could come up and talk to me as a man and pretty much say, "Hey, like we know what like we know you did this, like did you do it wrong? What happened? What needs to happen going further?" And and that I would respect more. Mm-hmm. So that's where, that's where Hugh Jackson, I think, is going wrong. He's he, And he said, I will win with this team. No, we as a team will win. Like, you are nothing without your quarterback, your offensive line. You are nothing without the team that is around you. Don't try to say that you will win. Your team will win.
1: Yeah, you, you don't want to make it an I type situation. That's like Tom yeah. Brady saying – I am gonna win. Insert however many Super Bowls the guy thinks he's gonna win. And, you know, it needs to be a, a. He can say, "I want to be with this franchise and win whatever." Um, but yeah, you can't. You shouldn't ever say, "I am gonna," or you know, "I'm gonna make this team win." Not or "I'm gonna win." It should be us as a team. we Will win. we Will win. It's not gonna. You know. You aren't Baker Mayfield. You aren't uh Josh Gordon. You aren't Jamie Collins. You <laughs> you can only make players play so well based on your coaching.
0: Exactly. But moving on from the Browns, because I think we've spent way too much time on them. Um here's something funny. The Broncos a Broncos fan base has started a <laughs> GoFundMe to purchase out Paxton Lynch's contract. (laughs) I shared this on Facebook, and I'm so happy you saw this. Yeah. uh, Paxton Lynch, for those of you that don't know, he was drafted uh, in the first round of the 2016 draft by the Denver Broncos. What have they done with him since then? Absolutely fucking nothing. (laughs) And he has proven that he should not be playing Shit. In 2016, he started two games and played in three. He went 49 for 83 for 497 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. So he's throwing a touchdown a game, uh, about a touchdown a game. Yeah. And then in 2017, he started two games, went 30 for 45, 295 yards, two touchdowns, three picks. Over his career, in five games played, he has thrown for 792 yards four touchdowns, four interceptions. So what the hell (laughs) are the Broncos – like how do you invest so much in a guy that has done so little?
1: I just want every Broncos fan to go out and finally admit that John Elway cannot draft a QB. I, I actually take that back. He failed at drafting a QB in Paxton Lynch. I, I don't know how much you agree with me on this, but I think that in the next couple of years, Chad Kelly can be the starter for the Broncos.
0: Um, okay, so Chad Kelly actually grew up in uh, the town right next to mine in Red Lion, PA. Oh. Um, yeah, and this dude is a piece of shit. And I hope he never sees a fucking NFL field.
1: Well, um, that wow.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this kid. Okay, so this kid actually like he left the high school that he was at in the town near me Mm -hmm. left because Mm -hmm. he thought that playing playing somewhere else in a bigger stage would show him off more. And then didn't he get kicked out of college or flunked out of college and had to go go to Ole Miss? Or he flunked out of Ole Miss and had to go somewhere else?
1: I'm not a thousand percent sure. I was going just like based off of statistics, not him, his personality.
0: Okay. Well, Chad Kelly's personality is absolutely garbo. Um, oh, yes. Yes. Okay. He went to, he was, Chad Kelly was redshirted his first year at Clemson in 2012. As a freshman, he appeared in five games, passing for, get this, 58 yards and rushing for 117 with a touchdown. In 2014, Kelly was dismissed from Clemson's football team due to uh, conduct detrimental to the team. He then went to East Mississippi Community College. (laughs) He started 12 games through for almost 4,000 yards, 47 touchdowns, and eight interceptions. And they went undefeated and won the uh, the Juco uh, National Football Championship pretty much. Then he went to the University of Mississippi where we saw what he did there and then came into the NFL uh, as a seventh-round pick.
1: Okay. Um, so, obviously, we have different opinions. I don't know him like you do, obviously, growing up in the town next to him. Uh, but he played well is my point. Um for being a seventh-round pick and being a current third string. Um, but more than likely, he's going to end up being a second, which is going to be a, a hit, you know, to the nuts, basically, for Paxton Lynch.
0: Yeah, um, it sucks because, you know what? Like, Paxton Lynch has done nothing wrong. <laughs> like, he's just a little in over his head. I think I think he, I I don't think that he truly had a good grasp on football before he came in. Um, speaking of Chad Kelly, these are his stats. Um, he went fourteen for twenty one, one hundred seventy seven yards, two touchdowns, one interception, one sack, and then ran uh, three times for thirty eight yards in a loss to the Minnesota Vikings this past. Uh, what was it Sunday? I think it was. Yes. What's today? Yeah. Uh, Saturday. Saturday, Saturday, sorry. Saturday and Sunday. Um... Yeah, so, I mean, he's he earned it. Like, he earned his promotion. But let's look at the past uh, couple quarterbacks that were drafted by John Elway. Chad Kelly in 2017 in the seventh round hasn't really amounted to much. Paxton Lynch has not amounted to much. Uh, before him, Trevor Simeon, who – to be fair, wasn't terrible.
1: And now he's on the Vikings. Right. But he wasn't terrible. He wasn't He wasn't good. Yeah.
0: But he wasn't terrible. He
1: wasn't great. He wasn't bad. But he was something.
0: Uh, before that, Zach Dissert, uh, seventh round pick in 2013. Before that, Brock Osweiler. And we see what kind of shithole he's become.
1: Where where is he? He's in Miami. That's where he is.
0: Yeah, he's in Miami. And he might actually not make the team.
1: Okay, so when was he drafted? 2012? 2012. So in the past six years, Brock Osweiler has gone from the Broncos to the Texans to the Browns back to the Broncos to the Dolphins.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yep.
1: And I, I believe he was in the broncos he was on the broncos for two years uh in the beginning of his contract i believe um three he was he was
0: there 2012 2013 2014 and then in 2015 he was their starter for a little bit and then he went to houston yep the next year
1: oh so he was in houston in 2016 And then 2017 was with – oh, yeah, 2017 he was with the Browns, and now he's with the Dolphins. Wow. It's going to suck to be Brock Osweiler.
0: Yes. And the thing is, what's sad is no matter how shitty he is, he has a Super Bowl ring. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Well, I told
1: somebody this the other day, and they didn't know um, because, you know, the Bills haven't won the Super Bowl or been to the Super Bowl in forever. Yes. Uh obviously the Bills um no longer have Tyrod Taylor, um so this actually blew their mind more. I was like because they were talking to me about Tyrod Taylor being on the Browns. I was like, oh yeah, do you know he has a Super Bowl ring? And he looked at me. They looked at me and went, what? Thinking
0: with, with Baltimore, right? With Baltimore,
1: yeah. He's Joe yeah. Flacco's backup. Yeah.
0: yeah, he was a backup for Joe Flacco.
1: Yeah. And I said yeah. that to him and they're like, Well, not recently. I was like, Well, he's pretty young. And they're like yeah. uh well, obviously now with the Browns, he's just there. And I don't remember the Bills being in the Super Bowl recently. I was like, That's where it counts to be a backup.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it nobody's made being a backup count more than Nick Foles.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. <laughs> or
0: or or if you really think about it, Charlie Batch, he has two Super Bowl rings.
1: I just I just want to say that uh Brock Iceweiler only has that Super Bowl ring because of Peyton Manning
0: and an incredible defense. And an insane
1: <laughs> defense. Yeah. There is no Absolutely. other possible way that he would have gotten a Super Bowl ring.
0: No, not at all. Not at all. But we are getting to about that forty minute mark. Do we want to go into our predictions or do we have more to talk about?
1: I was gonna say we hop into those predictions.
0: All right. But right before we do that, I have I do have one more thing. I just I, I have Bleacher Report open. And this actually grabbed my attention multiple times. Um Lamar Jackson has really struggled this preseason. Yes, he has. So it does beg the question did the Ravens maybe bite off a little bit more than they could chew
1: Um I see it's so hard to say with rookies cuz they're new to the game um I mean he shows flashes of being really good but like he's got a lot of inconsistencies
0: so many inconsistencies overthrowing underthrowing he he looks scared like I've I've watched all what it uh, was Rosen, uh Allen, Baker, and Jackson that were all drafted in the first round, correct? Uh or was there one more?
1: Yeah, Baker, Rosen, yep. Allen, yep. Sam, yep. Darnold, and Lamar Jackson.
0: Right. I didn't wa- I didn't see a lot of Sam Darnold um play, but I've saw I've I've tried to look up the other the other ones. Um Lamar Jackson looks the skittish out of all, like, the skid, skittishest. The skittish? One? The most skittish? Yeah, the most skittish. That sounds right. The most skittish out of all of them. Like, he looks like he is about to take off every time he touches the ball.
1: Yeah, he literally looks like he is immediately ready to start running. There's really no pocket presence ready to throw any, within any part of Lamar Jackson.
0: Not at all, which also brings me back to something I made – up a point I made last week when we first when we first talked about his first game. Do you think that he would make a better running back?
1: I, he, to me, doesn't have that build to him. I would say he'd be more of a slot receiver type
0: player. Okay, but Darren Sproles doesn't have that build to him yet either. He's 5'6 and like 175 pounds.
1: I'm not saying height-wise – um, because he obviously how tall is Lamar Jackson? Like six two, six three, six three. Okay, he'd be a big running back. First of all,
0: I mean, so was Latavius Murray. He was like six foot, six foot one. I mean, yes, but 12 is what he's listed at right now. Okay, that's a pretty decent size running back. A little tall, so maybe a slot receiver makes sense. I but, mean,
1: Derrick Henry is
0: six three. True. He, true.
1: Fuck, he's a big boy, six foot three, two hundred and fifty pounds.
0: Yes, but also, okay, so so we brought up Derrick Henry. What has he done? Because he actually, I don't think that he's been that impressive. He, re- I mean, he's been there. I should say, like, granted, his first season, he did not do well. And I don't blame him because he's pretty much splitting carries with Marcus Mariota. Basically. <laughs> and then, what, last year, DeMarco Murray comes in. hmm So, in, in his two seasons in the NFL, he has <laughs> only twelve hundred yards rece- uh, 1,200 yards rushing and 273 yards receiving and only 10 touchdowns. So, <sighs> 11, sorry. He has one receiving touchdown. So, Derrick Henry is another one that, like, his draft class has not helped him. Like, he was drafted the same year as Mariota, wasn't he? Or was uh, he the year after? I'm not 100% sure. I can look it up here. Because I think Derrick Henry is a very, very talented running back. He really very is. Very talented Yes. But... He has not made his presence known. No, at he, all.
1: He really hasn't. And uh, he was drafted
0: in 2016. And Marcus Mariota was 15. I believe so, yes. No, I, I just looked it up. He okay. was, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah, he's pretty much. <sighs> I think that I think the Titans need to build an a, a, a offensive line around them. Really.
1: Well, in my but, my problem before we jump into the uh, predictions, my problem with the Titans and Derrick Henry is that look who they brought in this off season, running back wise. Uh who? Deion Lewis.
0: Okay, yeah, so he's going to be taking away carries again from. Derrick Henry yeah and they they don't have faith in him
1: exactly and that's my problem is that they're not giving him really ch- I mean they gave him a chance as rookie year but that's about it I mean uh with Dion Lewis coming in I okay I just want to say that if you're gonna have a player like Derrick Henry who's six foot three 250 pounds and then you have a player like Dion Lewis who is five foot eight 195 pounds you better have a very diverse playbook when it comes to run plays.
0: Uh, you better have a dynamic playbook, period, for a guy that's a six foot three, two fifty. Honestly, okay, so I'll I'll bring up the question the same kind of question to you as Lamar Jackson. Do you move him to the slot?
1: Um, I don't know. Cause Derrick Henry, he's such a I wouldn't I don't want to call him a power back, but he's like uh, he's got that speed and the power, where he might be a slot receiver, but he's he's not like typical slot receivers. They're like you know small, fast guys,
0: right? And and that's the thing too. But listen, listen to the Titans wide receiver core right now: Corey Davis, Taewon Taylor, Tajay Sharp, Michael Campanaro, Campanaro, Brent, yeah, Campanaro. Brandon Shippen, Jordan VC, Nick Williams, Darius Jennings, Devin Ross, Rashad Matthews, or Rashad Matthews, Deontay Burnett, and Cameron Batson. I'm sorry. Nobody outside of Rashad Matthews, and even then he doesn't jump off the page at me.
1: Uh I don't I mean, I like Tajay Sharp. Uh and I can't remember the first name, but Davis.
0: Corey Davis. Corey
1: Davis. But other than that, yeah. Um, I really don't know. But back to Lamar Jackson before we get into these predictions, which I realize that we're kind of pushing away. Uh, yes. Yeah, putting Lamar Jackson, let him see if he can be that quarterback. And if he can finally budge, I, I don't want to see him play wide receiver or running back. I want to see him succeed as a quarterback but if he's not going to, but if he wants to remain in the NFL, I think a slot receiver would be much better fit than a running back.
0: So do you think he – like, do you give him the chance like a Tyrell uh, – like a Tyrell Pryor and, like, let him try to prove himself? And if he doesn't prove himself, try to convert him?
1: I would say if he doesn't play – because he's not going to play much this season. No. Um, I say let him, you know, figure it out at practices, whatever – uh, next season, see how he does if he plays. Um, and I would say after maybe next season, if he shows a little bit of improvement next season, let him try in the off season to continue growth. If he doesn't grow, try to convince him some to develop into a slot receiver or you know a wildcat, wildcat type player.
0: Do you think that the Ravens now have to hold on to Joe Flacco for another year after this year?
1: Do I think they should? Yes. Do I want them to? No.
0: Okay. So it's more of a, is it better Is it better for the team? Yes. But do we want to see Lamar Jackson play more? Yes. Yes, exactly.
1: And I want the okay. Ravens to have some money so they can get good free agents.
0: Well, I don't, but that's where you and I differ. I hate the Ravens. <laughs> well,
1: I don't want them – to win, as in like I'm a fan, but I just like seeing teams succeed. Like obviously, I'm a Packers fan, but like last season, I knew the Packers were going to be shit. You know, I there was other teams I wanted to succeed. Like when it came to the Super Bowl, I wanted the Super Bowl to be Eagles Jaguars.
0: You know, that was actually my uh, my prediction was the Jaguars and oh shit, I think it was the Jaguars and Rams. I think.
1: See and but when it once it got to, um, like after the Rams were done,
0: I thought it was going to be the Vikings. I truly did not think the Eagles were going to make the Super Bowl because as an Eagles fan, I am always ready for failure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> see that's see that's how I feel about the Packers and their playoffs re- uh, run re- uh, runs recently. Uh, but no, I mean. I didn't want the Patriots to go to the Super Bowl because nobody does unless you're a Patriots fan. And if you're a Patriots fan, I apologize, uh, President Joe, but oof, we need to talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I don't know what just happened. Uh, My anchor got completely cut out there for a second. Um, So I kind of missed your points, but (laughs) I will assume that they were good.
1: (laughs) Uh, Basically, don't be a Patriots fan.
0: Okay, so now that we're back from massive technical difficulties...
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened.
0: <laughs> I don't either. Are we going to try to edit that, or are we just going to leave that shit in?
1: Uh, I'm going to put a little transition thing there.
0: Okay, cool. Well, then, uh, I guess we should just get into the predictions now that apparently uh, we were told that we are no longer allowed to talk about anything but the predictions. <laughs> Some force is telling us otherwise. <laughs>
1: All right, uh, you want to do AFC West or NFC West first?
0: Uh, let's start with the NFC West first, considering that's the first thing that I have on my computer screen.
1: Damn it, I had the AFC West first, but let's go. Okay, A- <laughs> NFC West.
0: All right, so let's start with the Rams because I think we both agree that they're going to win the NFC West. Um, I have them going 13-3. and uh, They're going to be virtually in- unstoppable. <laughs>
1: um. I don't know how I feel about 13 and three um, with the fact that they have great starters, but their depth is not good.
0: Um, Yeah, I will say that their depth isn't the greatest, but outside of that um, it's really hard to argue with the impact that Sean McVay has had on Jared Goff. I mean, this dude is a night and day quarterback compared to when Jeff Fisher was there. Um, I mean,
1: definitely. I agree there, but I don't know. I'll, Death really helps, especially with injuries.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, their starting wide receivers are Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Brandon Cooks. Um, those are very three very talented wide receivers. They have a couple young guys, uh, young rookies in Stephen Mitchell Jr. and Kadaryl Hodge. Pharaoh um, Cooper is there, too, and he – he had some good impacts um, last year. Tyler Higby at tight end. I'm not a big fan of that, but uh, he's not terrible. Um, Malcolm Brown and Todd Gurley, a great two-headed monster for them at running back. The line, the line is what it is. It's not great, but it's definitely not not bad. It's 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 a good offensive offensive line. Um, the D line that is a little iffy. I mean Aaron Donald, we don't know if he's coming back or not. Um he's being fine to sit out. Uh was fine for sitting out his first preseason game. And Damican Sue is there, but we know that he is iffy at best sometimes. And Michael Brocker's um I haven't seen a whole lot out of him at the left end position. So that's hard, but their secondary and linebacker core are pretty stacked marcus peters at the at the cornerback position john johnson at the strong safety position Lamarcus Joyner joiner at free safety and Akeem keep at the other cornerback position as well as um samson abukam he showed a lot of promise last year cory little uh littleton um excited to see uh what he brings to the table this year and um uh Mark Barron uh they got from Tampa Bay. He's shown a lot of spark when I've seen him play, so I'm excited to see him as well. So
1: you have the Rams going
0: 13-3? I do have the Rams going 13 and 3, maybe 12 and 4. Um, a couple of their division matchups may be close, but they're in a very weak division in my mind. Um Yeah, so... I have
1: I have them going twelve and four. Um with a low of a 11 and five season. So, I mean, within that range.
0: Yeah. My absolute low would be 11 and five. I don't see them going much worse than that unless injuries take over. Um, But besides them, I think a team that will make the wild card is the 49ers. I have them going 10 and six.
1: I also have them going 10 and six.
0: See, we're right back on that agreement trail there, buddy. Um, the 49ers, what can you say? Jimmy Garoppolo got them to a 4-0 or a 5-0 record as a starter last year. Um, Pierre Garçon and Marquise Goodwin uh, at the wide receiver position, it, it's promising. Both of them have a lot of upside. Um, Pierre Garçon as a as a veteran wide receiver fits the role. Um, I'm excited to see what they get out of Dante Pettis, the second-round pick. Um Trent Taylor and Aaron Burbridge, they were they were there last year, and I didn't see a lot of spark out of them. So I think that their wide receiving court, it, it isn't very good, but it's not bad. Um, their offensive line is unreal. Um, Joe Staley at the left tackle position, uh, a very strong left tackle. And Mike McGlinchey, uh the first-round pick, this year for them at right tackle, uh, you and I have both said it. He is a mammoth of a man. Um, Garrett Selleck at the tight end, I don't like it. Um, I don't think that he's quite made for the tight end position. Um, I, he's I think he's just a little small. Yeah, um,
1: he's he's a little bit on the small side for a tight end.
0: Yeah, and he's not a very good blocker. Um, but Jarek McKinnon being injured. Uh, they brought in Alfred Morris, Matt Breda, uh, Raheem Mostert is there still. So we'll see how their running back situation fares. Uh, but the big thing is their defense. Um, Earl Mitchell on and DeForest Buckner at the defensive tackle position. Solomon Thomas at left end and Eric Armstead at right end. The, that defensive line scary. Ruben Foster at the linebacker position with Malcolm Smith. Uh, Richard Sherman joining the team this year uh, at the cornerback position. I, I truly believe that they have a pretty good defense that could get them to 10 and six, possibly 11 and five um, that, but that's tremendous upside for them. Uh, 10 and six, nine and seven range. I would say uh, ultimate low that they could go uh, is eight and eight, to
1: be completely honest. Um, you know, with their running back situation um, You know, defense, I mean, they'll be good for defense, Um, but it's basically all about keeping Jimmy G upright and having, you know, wide receivers be able to catch the ball and march downfield.
0: Yeah, and that's two, thing, two things that these next two teams in the division do not have. They do not have an offensive line, and they really don't have any weapons for their quarterbacks to throw to third place in the division. I have the Seattle Seahawks finishing seven and nine.
1: I also have them finishing seven and nine.
0: Yeah. um, What can we say that hasn't already been said about the Seattle Seahawks? Their wide receiving core is not deep. They have Tyler Lockett uh, and Brandon Marshall. And uh, the one thing I will say is coming out of college, uh, Amari Darbo uh, out of Michigan. I saw a lot of him. Uh, He's very talented, but not very quick. He doesn't have a lot of agility or acceleration downfield. Jaron Brown coming from Arizona. I'm not the biggest fan of him. This offensive line is absolutely garbage um, outside of maybe Dwayne Brown on the left tackle side, but their center, Justin Britt, he is, I do not see good play out of him ever. Um, And their running back situation is Garbage as well. They have CJ ProSize and JD McKissick, but <laughs> don't forget Rashad Penny. Yeah, Rashad Penny, yeah, because they absolutely needed that freaking running back. They should have spent it on their offensive line. Um the defense is getting uglier and uglier by the season. Um Barcavius Mingo, Bobby Wagner, and KJ Wright, and Shakeem Griffin. Those are about the only things that you can find redeemable about this defense. Maybe uh, Shaquille Griffin, uh, Shaquille Griffin's brother, correct? Twin brother. Twin brother, yes. Um, So, Byron Maxwell at the right cornerback position, he's okay. I mean, he's not great. Uh, Trey Flowers, I think, is going to show him up uh, later on in the season. But there's just not a lot to be excited about if you're a – seahawks fan yeah well i mean byron maxwell is one of the founding members of the legion of boom that fell apart um
1: but also with wide receivers uh that you forgot to mention is uh doug baldwin
0: oh yeah sorry he's so low on this uh list that i didn't even see him oh that's right because (laughs) doug baldwin's really not that good Um, he's had
1: great plays but other than that he isn't very consistent
0: yeah, I was going to say he has Lamar Jackson syndrome where inconsistencies are fluid.
1: Yeah, he will go from having a an insane 60-yard touchdown to losing 6 yards on a curl
0: route somehow. Yes. Um moving on, last place in this division, Arizona Cardinals at 5 and 11.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um offensive line quarterback situation. Josh Rosen's pulling himself out of practices. He was shaky, kind of scared during preseason. Sam Bradford, Sam Bradford's good. When he's healthy. Yeah,
0: Yeah. exactly. Um, Larry Fitz is always going to be Larry Fitz. Um, There's some bright spots in this wide receiver core. Bryce Butler. We've seen what he can do Um, in Dallas. JJ Nelson isn't terrible, but he's not great. Uh, Christian Kirk the second round pick for them this year we'll see how he does um he's had a lot of high talk coming out of training camp but this this offensive line and this defense oh, um antoine Bethe at the safety position is about the only thing that you can really find redeemable outside of uh Robert incomeci in I think is how you say kimci yeah, oh yeah um he's He's pretty good, but, man, you just don't find a lot to be excited about with this defense.
1: You really, really don't. And the only good player I would say that's on the Cardinals right now I, – I shouldn't say good player. I should say uh, player that shouldn't be on that team regardless of history is Larry Fitz.
0: Yeah, Larry Fitz is – So much more talented than the Cardinals deserve, really. Um, He is just so talented. And another guy I will say that should not be on that team or should have the team build something around him is Jermaine Gresham because I think he got screwed in Cincinnati. And he has just not been able to bounce back here in Arizona.
1: No, he really hasn't. Along, I would say also Patrick Peterson.
0: Yeah, I mean, Patrick Peterson is very, very good. Um, I, I skimmed over him by accident, and I don't mean that at all because Patrick Peterson is a fantastic player. Um, so as you can see, there are some bright spots. Like Chandler Jones is well at defensive end. I don't know if he fits their scheme, but he's not a bad player. He's actually really good. Um, it's just – I don't. I think it's a clash of styles here. And with A.Q. Shipley going up on the IR after tearing his ACL, that's a big blow to that offensive line. That,
1: that entire offensive line is a big blow to the offensive line.
0: Well, yeah, that's also true. Um, so, yeah, Cardinals fans, I could honestly see them dropping to 3-13. and um, I, I could see that as well. I, I think Josh Rosen will get in there way too soon, and it's going to hurt him
1: yeah it's really i don't think he really needs to be a starter yet um before we jump jump wow words before <laughs> before we jump to the a f c west predictions uh do you remember a linebacker from Tennessee named uh a j johnson
0: no i i can't say i do okay so um
1: let's see here he played obviously uh sorry he just i just blanked for a second uh, he played linebacker for the Vols uh you know Tennessee Volunteers yep um he's been signed to the Broncos now i don't know if you know really anything about uh aj johnson but while he was in college him and a roommate were accused of rape oh um in court, he said, along with the teammate, that the girl consensually had sex with both men um, and basically was kind of just messing up their life knowing that they were going to be NFL players.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, so, he's been signed to the Broncos. Uh, he'll have three preseason games to really show um, that... He can play in the NFL after three years without any sort of football. Um, now, he was running drills minutes after he signed his contract. With, he was running drills with the team, and he was great. He's you know he's a big guy. He's got great footwork. Um, he's not negative about the situation. He uh, he was fully cleared last month by um, Tennessee jury. So, he has no more legal problems in that case uh, going on. Uh, He was released from the college team, uh, but now that he's able to get in the NFL, he's on the training camp roster with the Broncos. So, hopefully he does well. I mean, yeah, like... He was found uh, not guilty. I want want to clarify that.
0: Yeah, he was found not guilty, and if that's the case, then let... Listen. Let the dude play. Like now, if something else comes up that proves his guilt, back off of him. But you know what?
1: Yeah, don't don't let him play if he's found if he's found guilty. But if he's innocent, let the guy play. Don't let this legal thing that you were found or that you were being you know charged with, especially if you were innocent. Don't let that you know affect your career.
0: No, but let's move on because our podcast will be well over the time limit now that we had to restart so let's move on to the afc west and who do you have winning the afc west let's just start there
1: do you okay do you realize how hard it is for me to choose a winner of this division i actually found no issues i went through and obviously okay I want to say my favorite to win this division is the Chargers, meaning I want them to win this division.
0: That's who I actually have picked to win the division.
1: Out of favoritism and team, you know, death alone, I have the Chargers winning the division. But I, before I say my second, I'm curious to who you have for your second.
0: The Chiefs. I, okay, I do as well. Okay, we're good. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to look dumb. Yeah, no, I have the Chargers actually going eleven and five.
1: I had the Chargers going ten and six.
0: Yeah, I have the Chargers going eleven and five. Um, their wide receiving core is absolutely fantastic: Travis Benjamin, Tyrell Williams, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, uh, Artavis Scott, Dylan Cantrell, who has been amazing coming out of training camp. Um, that offensive line between Russell Okung coming from Denver. Mike Pouncey coming from Miami. They basically rebuilt this whole offensive line. Um, Phillip Rivers is Phillip Rivers. He's fantastic. And Melvin Gordon is going to do – I think he's going to do even better this year than he did last year. Um, yeah, and he was phenomenal last year. Exactly. And this defense is crazy good, especially the front four. Joey Bosa, Brandon Meebin, uh, Corey Leggett, and Melvin Ingram – I, I you can't say much more than that. I do worry about their depth issues, but honestly I don't see too many flaws with it. I mean, when your third free safety is Jalen Watkins, you have pretty good free safeties. So
1: yeah. And uh, you know, with their secondary uh, Casey Hayward, great corner. Mm-hmm. I-, I don't want to say he's underrated, but he really is. Um, I'm totally blanking on who they drafted this year. Derwin James, sorry.
0: Yeah, Derwin. Yeah, Derwin James, which he could even drop down and play corner. Um, I think he would be a great slot corner. Honestly, I think so too. Um, so I truly think that the Chargers have this division on wrap.
1: Yeah. Um. So, going to the Chiefs, what do you have the Chiefs going?
0: Ten and six or nine and seven?
1: See, I have uh nine and seven. I almost had them going 8-8, eight and eight, but then I thought about it, and I think they're going to have one or two very, very close games this year.
0: I think so, too. Um, with the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, yet to see if he's really all hype or if he's actually good. Um, so that remains to be seen. But with Kareem Hunt, Spencer Ware um, in the backfield, can't really bet against him because um, that's a great one-two punch. But then you have Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson, Chris Conley as your wideouts. Those are your four wideouts. Jehu Chesson, um, he's out of Michigan again. I've seen him. He can make some spectacular plays. Um, yeah,
1: I, I watched him play in college, I like in person.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Um, yeah, that dude's talented. He really um, is. Their offensive line is meh.
1: Yeah, it's not bad. But
0: it's, it's not, good, not though. good. Um and Travis Kelsey at the tight end position. If he's healthy, he's good, but he has to stay healthy. Um their defense is young outside of like Eric Berry. <laughs> I mean yeah and Justin Houston. Um but it very young, very, very young defense. So we'll see if they can actually um actually hold up Derek naughty is something that I would really really like to see play more over Xavier Williams um, he's listed as the backup right now at the at nose tackle so we'll see but I, I think the Chiefs have talent um, but I don't know if they're I don't know if they have enough to win the division or even really a wild card um, but now down to the absolute shithole at the bottom the third place team is the denver broncos i have them going six and ten
1: i have them going uh actually seven and nine
0: okay um demarius thomas can't hold on to a ball emmanuel sanders coming from pittsburgh i don't know if i like the fit Deshaun hamilton and courtland sutton out of uh were drafted this year i think courtland sutton has a lot of potential I haven't seen a lot of De- uh, Deshaun Hamilton. Um, the offensive line is atrocious. Um, not not to interrupt you, but did
1: you just say that Emmanuel Sanders from Pittsburgh? Yes. Did he play college in Pittsburgh?
0: No, he played for Pittsburgh before.
1: I'm totally blanking he- on that.
0: Yeah, I think he – I think last year he was in um, – in Denver, but, um, yeah, actually he's been in Denver the past couple years. Yeah. He's been Uh, in Denver for a while. Yeah. Where the hell am I at? Yeah. He's been in Denver since 2014. What the fuck am I smoking? Um,
1: Pittsburgh Steelers, 2010, 2013. I don't remember him playing for
0: the Steelers. He was a starter.
1: Yeah. I don't remember him playing. That's the, that's the thing I am (laughs) blanking. on that happening. I'm sure if I saw him in a Steelers Jersey, then I would remember.
0: Yeah. Um, their defense is getting there. It's promising. Bradley Chubb, um, Derek Wolf, Brandon Marshall, Todd Miller, or uh, yeah, Todd Miller, Todd Davis and Von Miller. Um, uh, their front seven is promising, but is wildly inconsistent. Or unproven. Okay. Sorry.
1: I found I found a picture, and I remember it's a the iconic picture of his pad just sticking
0: out of the jersey. I remember that now. Yep. Um, the one thing that has me excited is Marquette King. I love him. <laughs> <Same>. <laughs> I, I I know I'm talking about a punter, but uh, Pat McAfee for the brand. Uh, Marquette King is fantastic. Um, but I don't see too much uh, to be excited about as a Denver Bronco fan. The offense is going to be lackluster because Demarius Thomas can't hold on to a ball. Case Keenum is your starting quarterback. I mean, he led Minnesota with a very good offensive line. so Very good receivers and very good defense. Yeah, exactly. And Denver really doesn't have any of that. Um, And the last place team, and right now the worst team that I have picked in the NFL, the Oakland Raiders. I have them going 2-14. and 14.
1: Shit, I have them going 3-13. and 13.
0: Yeah, they're not good. <laughs> no, they aren't. Um, um, The offensive line is terrible. Defense. Oh, okay,
1: I want to – Cleo Mack has been holding out. He's being fined. The Packers are the favorite to land him, like to call, because they're the only team in the NFL that has two first-round picks right now. Yeah. If the Packers get Khalil Mack, the next – or the episode after that happens will just be me super happy screaming into a microphone for the first two minutes.
0: And that's fine. Um, (laughs) It's deserved. But Amari Cooper, Jordy Nelson are about the only high spots out of this. Martavis Bryant is already getting into it with John Gruden. Um, Derek Carr stays hurt. Um, honestly, we could see E.J. Manuel leading this team before week six. Yeah,
1: I, I can believe that. And sorry, you said Jordy Nelson. and My heart died a little bit as I'm looking at his jersey.
0: I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, <laughs> that offensive line is atrocious. Bruce Irvin is about the only bright spot on that defense outside of Derek Johnson. Um, here Whitehead is good, not great. Um, Carl Joseph is one of the best safeties in football, but he doesn't fit a scheme that he, I don't think he's going to fit the defensive scheme in Oakland. Um, especially the new one that they're bringing in. So I I just don't think that it's going to be good.
1: Yeah. I don't see them doing very well at all. I don't see them breaking 500. I don't see them. No, they're not going to have a good season at all, which sucks for the Raiders, especially signing john gruden to his hundred million dollar contract
0: oh my god yeah that's that's depressing um with that being said i think it's about time we wrap this up because we went way long um eh, so hours, our 15 minutes not too bad okay but right now uh this is where we do our social media plugs um make sure you guys tune in i will be on another episode of strictly talking this week um we are recording Wednesday night They that will be out Thursday. So make sure you go follow them on uh, Twitter, Instagram at strictly underscore talking, strictly talking. Um, so follow them in the ring is being pushed back a week. Um, me and Michael still have to work out some of the logistics for it. Um, to make that work. So we are pushing that back a week. Make sure you follow Michael on Twitch at cannot get drunk. And me at D one three nine, we will be co-streaming our relocation Madden franchise. Um, hopefully as long as my internet decides it wants to act right. Um, we will be doing that. Uh, follow Michael on Twitter at it's Michael P follow me at Damien underscore Miller. Um, And just keep on the lookout for more episodes of In the Huddle and In the Ring. Um, We are going to probably be expanding this more as football season ends this year. Um, We'll try to do a little bit more podcasting or something like that. Maybe on another form of football that is uh, being discussed right now. So, Michael, is there anything else you would like to add? I would
1: just uh, like to add with the whole uh, Twitch streaming thing. uh, If you are interested... Uh, you know, in watching our Twitch streams, be sure to, you know, come in, tell us you're a fan of in the huddle. Uh, you know, if, if I'm the only one streaming, cause I do stream more than Madden, but right now I'm on a, like a Madden fiend. So, um, if you want to come in, say you're a fan of in the huddle, just talk to me. I'll talk anything about football. Uh, it gets kind of, kind of boring. Just coming, ha- coming in and having people only talk about how the game is. I want to have people come and talk about actual football with me. So, if you're willing to do that, I'm more than willing to respond.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can always reach us on Twitter using the hashtag in the huddle. We check that shit every day. Um, and make sure you come talk to us. Come look at our, uh, come watch us as we play our relocation franchise. Um, if you're a true fan and you have Madden 19, we may even add you into the franchise. If you would like, um, do not ask us to be added into the franchise though. um, Yes, and
1: we, we have had people already do that. Um,
0: slightly it is, annoying.
1: It is slightly annoying. There's only two people right now, that, or I would say three people actually, that I know personally or have met through Twitch um, that I would allow, uh, my roommate being one and a couple of other friends. Um, but other than that, please don't come in and say, hey, I want to be in this uh, relocation franchise. One, you're going to have to pick a team. It's already been drafted. We did a fantasy draft teams are rebuilt. Um, We don't want you complaining about that and just don't be a nuisance. Don't interrupt. Don't talk over uh, me and Damien, especially if we're trying to talk to people in chat.
0: Yeah, that, and just, just kind of be respectful, but we'll discuss that more on the actual Twitch streams. So until next week, uh, Michael, I don't think that there's anything else, right? I don't believe so. All right. So, Until next week, everybody, stay safe, be well. Uh, We love you all. Thank you for tuning in, and we will talk to you soon.